This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, if I took someone who gave their life to Christ and didn't serve for five years, and I took a person who had been serving for five years after, and they got saved on the same day, I promise you I could show you the efficacy of serving, meaning the, I could show you the fact that the person serving would be exponentially stronger in their walk and in their spiritual growth. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Activate Podcast, a ministry of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name's Brandon, and today I will be having a conversation with Pastor Ryan Holt. Pastor Ryan is a great friend and a partner in ministry uh, with me for nearly 18 years. Um, today we're going to be talking about a recent message in our series, Supernatural, Capturing the Power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Ryan, welcome to the podcast again. So glad you're joining us again. Um, we're in week three of our series on the Holy Spirit, and, and I'm just curious, what has stood out to you the most about the Holy Spirit, or or what new things have you learned over the past several weeks in this series? Well, that's a tough question, because there's been so many things that have been really powerful. I've uh, talked to a lot of folks who've just been, man, so encouraged and have been challenged, but I think what stood out to me the most was from week one. It was uh, a statement in there that said, Christianity is hard and sometimes you want to quit. Uh, Galatians 6.9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. You know, man, life is hard. Following Jesus can be hard. Ministry is hard. And sometimes you want to quit on all of them. Um, you know, how, how true is that? Uh, and everyone listening has most likely experiencing, has, has most likely experienced some or all of those thoughts. And I love the verse from John fourteen eighteen. It really encouraged me. It says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So it was just such a great reminder that no matter what I'm dealing with, because I'm a follower of Jesus, he's with me. The Holy Spirit is with me. Uh, because of the Holy Spirit, I'm never alone to walk through any of those struggles and trials. And let me tell you, that really encouraged me and has encouraged me since I became a believer 21 years ago and, and began to learn that truth. Well, how about you, Brandon? What has challenged you the most about the first half of the series in the Holy Spirit? Well, Ryan, like most Sunday messages at JC, I often leave challenged to dive into whatever we're discussing uh, in deeper ways throughout the week. Um, this series has been no, except, no exception. Um, I, I've been challenged in this way. I knew the Holy Spirit was important in my spiritual growth, and and my efforts to look more like Jesus each and every day, but I didn't realize how important he was. Um, this series for me, Ryan, has amplified the fact that the Holy Spirit is constantly um, trying to communicate with me. He's always active in my life, but but if I'm not careful, I can quiet the voice of the Holy Spirit with the busyness of my schedule. I can I can avoid his activity by placing things in my life that are that I think are higher in priority. So so I have been challenged to draw close to the Holy Spirit early in the mornings now and and, and I've invited him to be more present in my life throughout the day. Uh, plus a month ago, about a month ago, I think I I, I started making what uh, are called declarative statements in the mornings. I, I call them daily declarations, kind of like SNL's Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley, if you remember that um, that little segment they used to do. I I've actually learned to do this from Craig Rochelle. He's the pastor of Life Church in Oklahoma, and he does this every day. And, 
and it's actually becoming a habit of mine. I've written, I've written down these declarative statements, statements in my journal that I read every day. Um, one of them is, Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve him and glorify him. Um, another one is, I love people and I believe the best about others. But one of the statements that has really connected the dots for me, especially with this, uh, with this series on the Holy Spirit, is this one. Uh, I'm trying to say this every morning. I am creative, I'm innovative, I'm driven, I'm focused, and I'm blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Uh, this statement, as well as the others that I make every morning, just help me start the day on a right foot and remind me of my daily purpose in life. So, and doggone it, people uh, like me. That's it. You got it. You remember it. Um, the 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 key text from this past Sunday's message was was Ephesians two eight through ten, and it says, "For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves; it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do." Uh, in this passage, Paul told the Christians at Ephesus that they were saved for a purpose, to do good works. Uh, Ryan, why is it so important that Christians understand that the end zone of our faith is not ultimately our salvation? Well, as followers of Jesus, I think we ought to try to imitate Jesus, right, don't you think? And, and even the Apostle Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if we're to if we're to imitate Jesus, then I, I think we should do what he did. He he taught his disciples that he, he didn't come to be served, but to serve others. You know, when my wife and I became followers of Jesus, we wanted to, to start serving and helping others. And as we read our Bibles, we were learning and hearing from God that we should put others first and that life was not about making ourselves happy. Uh, it wasn't about making ourselves comfortable. It was about pleasing God and being in a relationship with Jesus. So when you realize how much God has done for you and, and, and how much you have been forgiven of, you want to give back. Uh, I was forgiven of so much. I'm, I'm amazed that God could love a sinner like me. And, and because of that, I wanted to serve others. I wanted people to know that if, if God could love me, if he could forgive me, then I wanted them to know that God could love them and forgive them. Literally, I, I looked around at people in my life, um, people who were certainly better than me, and I thought, they, they don't know God loves them. They don't know that, uh, that God could forgive them. I'd talk to them, and they'd, they'd have this pessimistic mentality about who they were and whether God could love them, and I wanted to say, look, if he, if he can love me, he can, he can love you. You know, if he can forgive me, he can forgive you. So serving, as we, as we would serve and help others, uh, it really helped us uh, in getting saved was not the end zone of our faith. We didn't just think, hey, thank you. Okay, we came to church, we got saved, you know, see you in heaven. Mm -hmm. It was just the beginning of our faith. It was just the beginning of us giving back and serving others because of what had been done in our life. Well, Brandon, save people, serve people. Uh, every member is a minister. How, how does all of this connect to the Holy Spirit? After all, this, this is a series on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's a great question. The Apostle Paul sent a letter to the church in the city of Corinth almost 2,000 years ago to teach them to teach them about the Holy Spirit. Um, Paul taught that the Holy Spirit distributes gifts to every follower of Jesus. He states in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in, the ver in verse number 1, he says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, 
I do not want you to be uninformed. Basically, Paul was saying this, you need to know about this. This is really important. In verse 4 of that same chapter, he says there are different types of gifts, but the same Spirit that distributes them. Paul was saying there's one Spirit who passes out all sorts of very special gifts. And then in verse 7, which is kind of the, 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 the important verse of that chapter, he says, now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common Good, and then he lists um, some of the unique di- gifts that he passes out. Here, here's my point: that the Holy Spirit gives us gifts, not so that we can show off all these amazing gifts that He gives us. You know, we're nearing the holiday season. I love Christmas, and when I was a young boy, we would run, unwrap all of our gifts on Christmas morning, and then we'd pile them, pile all the gifts around uh, ourselves, and. We would often go around the room. I have two younger brothers, and I would often compare my gifts to what my what my brothers would receive. And and and, and I would often sit back th- and think, Pastor Ryan, I would think, man, my gifts are better than my brother's gifts. Or sometimes I would say, hey, Jeff got better gifts than I did. Or Nathan got better gifts than I did. And as the older brother, that's when I'd just grab their gifts if they were better. Yeah, you would just take it because <laughs> you're a bully. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, I say that to say this, that's not the point of the gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit, right? We're not supposed to look at everyone else's gifts that they've received from the Holy Spirit and start comparison and saying their gifts are better than my gifts and my gifts may be better than your gifts. Ultimately, our gifts are not for us. And Paul was reminding the church at Corinth and now us today, the gifts we receive um, are for the the common good. They're they're to be used to serve and strengthen the church. They're to be used to serve and strengthen our community and the world around us. And, and here's the challenge for all of us today: we need to figure out what our spiritual gifts are, so that we can begin to use them for the common good. So that we can begin to serve and, and serve and, and help others. Why? Because save people, serve people. Uh, Ryan, let me let me ask you this. We've learned that Christians were set apart by salvation to serve others. We've learned that the Holy Spirit gives each person unique and supernatural gifts to serve others. Let, let's get really practical for a moment. What would you say to the individual listening to the podcast that isn't currently serving in any capacity? Where should they begin? Well, let me just say this. Start somewhere. Like, start somewhere. You know, 21 years into my spiritual journey with Jesus, I've I've served in multiple areas of the church as a volunteer. Uh, My wife and I started helping with third graders. Uh, I can remember that, and then seeing some of those kids graduate later. Uh, Then we helped with high school and middle school students, with you, with yours truly. Uh, Along the way, we helped with set up and tear down. I think I remember you avoiding my calls on Saturdays. Yes. (laughs) About, hey, we got to set up. If I... (laughs) <laughs> Didn't answer the phone call, you'd show up in my house. Yeah, let's go. Get in the car, man. Uh, greeting, ushers, part. I mean, you know, we just we wanted to jump in and help, but well, we just got started and we were faithful to where God was leading us. And in each area, we grew, right? God knew what we needed to learn from that area. Uh, he knew how we needed to be molded and we, and we served people. And about seven years into that journey, God, God called me into the ministry. But the point of that is that I believe God just wants you to be faithful to start somewhere, and he may move you around. He may have you in various areas uh, to serve different people, to learn more about 
you know, who God is by the people you serve. But along the way, he'll mold you, he'll mature you and help you to become more like Jesus. So now to get very practical, since I lead guest services at JCI, they should start there. <laughs> Everyone listening should start in guest services. No, just kidding. But actually, it's it's a wonderful entry point. Not only is it the entry point to the church, right? People come in and they say they decide in the first seven minutes about whether or not they want to check out your church, whether they want to stay. Uh, it, it is really a great entry point for serving and getting your feet wet in, in serving, whether it's ushers, whether it's greeting, parking, welcome team, hospitality. Like It's where you, you smile and make people feel welcome, and it's, it is really a great entry point. Now, certainly there are other great uh, areas at the church. Any, any one of our ministries has entry, entry points where you would feel comfortable if you're just getting started as a volunteer. We don't throw you into an area where you'd feel overwhelmed right over, uh, uh, you know, right from the start. Um, but we've got areas like, you know, campus support and production that have some great areas. Even Children's Minute has some great areas you could, you could step in um, at an entry level. Uh, but helping in these areas is, is a great opportunity to start somewhere, uh, even serving in the community. There's some great opportunities for you to do that. But again, I'll repeat it. Start somewhere and start now, uh, even once a month on a serve team, right? We have these serve teams because my kids, I think, were a great illustration last night. I was having my son um, do something, and while he was doing it alone, he was not having very much fun. He was complaining a little bit. He he didn't want to do it. But soon as I got one of his siblings to help, all of a sudden they made a game of it. They had fun. They were laughing. It just showed us we're we're supposed to serve together. Like it was an, a, a beautiful. I, I sit. There, I sat there and said, because I'm a preacher, that was a sermon illustration. Like I just saw serve groups in action. I just saw my kids go from dreading carrying boxes to having fun and racing each other and making a game out of it. And I thought, that's what I see on Sunday morning all the time, people enjoying serving together, even set up and tear down. As hard as that was sometimes, we had fun together because we were serving together. So start somewhere, start now. Even even once a month is a great opportunity uh, to be a part of, of serving because I believe you begin to grow. So final question for you today, Brian, uh, Brandon. I know you're uh, passionate about seeing people grow in their faith and take the next step spiritually. How does serving help with a person's spiritual growth? Well, Ryan, I, I think the longer I'm in ministry, the more I believe this this to be true. Um, serving others is the catalyst for spiritual growth. A, a catalyst, in, in, if, if you remember back to your science background or your chemistry class or whatever. I remember none of that. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Well, I had to look it up anyway. So uh, a catalyst is a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction. It speeds things up. It, it, it strengthens things. It amplifies things. A catalyst is really important in chemical reactions. Serving others is not one of the steps or benchmarks we, we, we hope to achieve in our spiritual growth. Um, we can't say or we shouldn't ever say, until I've reached this point in my spiritual growth, I'm not going to be ready to serve. Listen, we serve as we grow, and we grow because we serve. The best example of this, I think, is is the example of Jesus and his disciples. When Jesus began his ministry on earth, he selected 12 individuals to join him on his mission. Some were fishermen, tax collectors, and various other occupations. Some were educated, some were not educated. 
But Jesus chose them to be on his team. And as you read through the Gospels, you see the spiritual growth that takes place in real time as Jesus challenges his disciples to grow. Uh, one of, the, one of uh, Jesus, I believe, most effective ways of teaching his disciples was through model leadership. Nobody modeled serving others better than Jesus. Uh, Jesus knew that he was needed that he was needed to take this that he needed to take this ragtag group of young men and transform them into future leaders of the church. And by the way, he did this in only three short years. So from the beginning, Jesus modeled service to others, and I, I believe he did this so that the disciples would not only understand their purpose but also grow in their faith. Uh, the intent of our spiritual growth, Ryan, is to look more like Jesus every day. That's exactly what you said at the beginning. Mark 10, verse 45 states that Jesus did not come to, to be served, but to serve others. Uh, we say this often, but it's worth repeating. We are never more like Jesus than when we serve others. Even more, I would, I would be so bold to say that we are, we are not effectively growing spiritually until we're serving others. So that's why one of the strategies for our spiritual development here at JCI is embracing serving at, 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 at church, embrace serving in the community. We don't encourage serving at JCI because we have a whole lot of things we got to get done on Sundays or during the week. We encourage serving so that you and I will grow stronger spiritually. And I, and I promise you, I promise you, if you're not serving, if I'm not serving, we're not growing like Jesus would desire us to serve. Serving others is the catalyst for spiritual growth. Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. Some of the uh, men that I've had the privilege to serve with, to see come to Christ here, who early on I said, hey, let's go to coffee and you know, got a chance to invite them to be a part of our setup and teardown team at 5.45 a.m. You know, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> but by the end of that breakfast, uh, they were in, and a year later, I couldn't shoo them away. They had fun. They were growing. Their spiritual growth, they, even setting up pipe and drape, by the end of it, they were so much more engaged in church. They were so, I think they realized, like, they're a part of the, the spiritual uh, decisions that were being made. They could look around and see pipe and drape and know that they helped create the environment that God was using to reach people. And, and they got engaged. They, they, they wanted to grow. They wanted to be a part of what God was doing. So I could, I could tell you story after story of people who I've just seen. If, if they, if I could do a, uh, an experiment, I was a pharmaceutical guy before. So we would, we would take case studies into doctors and there was comparisons placebo and the actual drug, and, you know, you would compare results. If I took someone who gave their life to Christ and didn't serve for five years, and I took a person who had been serving for five years, after, and they got saved on the same day, I promise you I could show you the efficacy of serving, meaning the, I could show you the fact that the person serving would be exponentially stronger in their walk and in their spiritual growth. That was a scientific term there. I saw some looks in the room of what, what does efficacy mean? But basically you would see the, the growth would be exponential. The person who, whatever place it was in the church, they would have been growing leaps and bounds. So uh, I've seen some great, uh, great growth when people serve. Pastor Ryan, thanks again for joining me today on the podcast. I always enjoy doing this with you. And we also want to thank you for listening to Activate. We are honored that you would take the time to subscribe, download, and, and carve a little bit of your day 
um, out to listen to our podcast. If we can ever serve you in any way, or if you ever have any questions, please don't hesitate to send us an email to activate at takethejourney.cc. Or maybe even better yet, you've been challenged to serve today in some way, send us an email or go to our website at takethejourney.cc slash serving, and uh, we'll help you get signed up there. We'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.